Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Well, Jake, we are glad to have you back on the Cultivate podcast. You I'm so happy to be here. You are our first repeat guest. Yay! Yeah. How does it feel? I get an extra jewel in my crown. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, listeners, uh, if you want to go back, I think it's our third episode yeah, on Cultivate so. Calling. Jake and his wife, Amy, talk about calling and how God led you through and is still leading you through all those different seasons. And so as we get started today, can you just... Tell the listeners where you're at, what you've been doing, you know, what sure. season of life you're in. Oh man. I, I mean, we moved from from man on man defense in the family to zone defense <laughs> yes. four Sweet. months ago. Aww. Sweet little Camille. And so like I I think my brother last night, so we were celebrating Harvey's birthday and he just looked at me and he has got no kids. So like, I totally understand the question. He said, how much sanity do you have left? Oh my and I word. just like pinched my fingers together. Like, you know, that little violin that plays <laughs> yeah, with sm- your- Yeah, the world's smallest <laughs> violin. Yeah. yeah, like, so I just said, there's not much left, but you know, like counseling's super helpful. Um, but yeah, we moved to uh, having three kids now. So that's a whole new season. Yeah. Already, tra- That's already a hard transition moving from two to three, but doing it during the pandemic season where my kids are as social as Amy yeah. and I are. So they're like, mm. how much longer are you going to keep us in this house? Yeah. Um, but I mean, we, we're loving it. We're getting tons of family time at home. Yeah. Um, just trying to, everyone's just like, I don't know. We all, everybody's wishing this thing would just end. So of course. hopefully it will. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what's actually helped me and even the conversation that we're having today talking about discipleship, it's helped me to be more like these three little people yeah. are the first people that I, they should get my first and best energy of discipleship, mm-hmm. of teaching them how to, how to love Jesus and how to listen for his voice. And um, so I don't know, I've really just been, it's, it's been a season of stretching, I feel, for everybody. Um, but parenting is just kind of hard right now. Oh, like, yeah, I can only yeah. imagine. So I could probably take an hour and just like, parenting yeah, is just hard. Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, but your kids but, are the best. So. Yeah. Amy and I, we went on a date for the first time since <gasps> September. Very good. Lord, open up the restaurants, You're welcome. please. Yeah. You're welcome. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kayla actually was my babysitter. So I'm so uh, thankful for you. That's awesome. Our we had the best time. Mm, so. so fun. So where yeah. does God have you right now in terms of like ministry and your role oh, in that yeah. right yeah, now? Because I can't remember if it's yeah. yeah, possibly. I'm trying. I can't even think of the date that we I came, mean, but like you, I think I was. We're probably still in your like media producer role last yeah. time you were here. So now I moved into like they kicked me out of the control room downstairs, <laughs> and now I'm sitting in the tech booth in the room with a great guy named Jimmy Bridgman and Nate Stickling, <laughs> and uh, just love just getting a, a completely new perspective on mm-hmm. how people are experiencing and worshiping God. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's. I mean, in this season, it's. It's literally just learning how God creates moments to move us towards Him, and I'm like trying to figure out how do we like cultivate moments like that in the yeah. room together. Um, but the job is like a lot of people would see like a production pastor. Oh, that's a that's a tech job, and I'm like not really. It's really just trying to figure out um, how do we come together as a team to to create some space for to get out of the way and let people worship God. A lot mm. of it used to be I got some coaching from uh, a guy, and he he said that. Um, we used to create experiences for people in the room. He's like, no, we need to do something 
basically we set it up and we move out of the way so mm. people can worship God and instead encounter. of trying to over-dramatize yeah. like what we're doing in the room. I, and I love that ministry shift is like, because it, it literally is all about about worship anyways, so. Yeah. 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 Well, and I can, I sense that, you know, in the last few months, God's really using you in that capacity. It's been cool to see just giving our best to God, but then just allowing Him to do His work. Because I yeah. feel like when we oftentimes try so hard to like create mm-hmm. this experience or this certain thing, there's no room for God to just do what He does. Mm-hmm. And it's always something beautiful because that's who He is and He's perfect. And so thank you for your service and for yeah, doing that. the spiritual that. gift of encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I think. What makes you say <laughs> that? We did talk about spiritual gifts of you episodes Yeah, ago. go back to Andrew Wingo. <laughs> yep, yep. Shout out to Pastor Spiritual. Wingo. <laughs> yeah, so it's been so awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get into the topic of today because I'm let's super go. excited for what you're going to share. Yeah, because we haven't talked about it at all yes. before this point. No, we yeah. already had the conversation. We're like, oh, now we got to have now the same conversation. Yes, <laughs> I know. So I'm so excited. Jake, can you just start us off by, can you just define discipleship for mm. us or what it means to be a disciple. Um, it's often a very like Christian word that we throw around yeah. and people who say it or read it sometimes might not know exactly what it is according to scripture. Um, so can you kind of break that down for us? Yeah, let me open up my dictionary here. Mm. And uh, I was feel Marion like- Webster have to say? Yeah, Mary, Mary <laughs> Webster. I don't think he's alive anymore, right? Is a dude? <laughs> I don't Might know. be a chick. I don't know. My, those are probably two last names. Probably they got married. All right, anyways, <laughs> uh, I was really stretched by even just that question because I don't know if I, you can, because I can think of like five different things that I know you do mm-hmm. in discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna follow Jesus. We're gonna learn to hear his voice. Um, but like even just like talking about defining discipleship, it to me, I think the biggest thing is it has been the vehicle that is, has brought salvation to the world. And mm. so like, if you think about it, Jesus said, go make disciples. And then he, and he went up into heaven. They're like, what? Huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> what is this? Because they, they had to figure out what does it mean to make disciples? And yeah. so then they backtracked the history of the past three years. The first year and a half they watched, they're like, oh, we watched him do ministry. And then the second year and a half, he released it all to them. And yeah. that's basically... Um, what I've learned about discipleship is it's just basically, it's all rooted around relationship. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like I've overanalyzed discipleship over like my life because like there's no, like I think we were talking about this earlier about like you can't stamp someone as being discipled. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're done, you're done being discipled. Yeah. Um, but you know when you have been discipled and it's really someone intentionally pursued me in my life and helped me walk through life situations according to God's word. Um, can you just ask less hard questions? <laughs> besides, so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. really, really great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a hard thing to really pinpoint. We talked a lot about how, like, it's it's so easy and like, yeah, discipleship. I know what that is, but then it's also like, but really trying to nail it down and really mm-hmm. like, there's it's like is water wet? Like, uh, I feel, yeah, oh, I thought yeah. I knew the answer. To yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> Just like God to be bigger than we can understand. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. A phrase that. Um, I read when I was kind of studying this more intentionally was that discipleship is basically following Jesus and taking others along with you. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like that because that broke See, it down for me. See, why'd you even ask me? me? You already knew the answer. 
everybody's just, perspective I feel like matters. one, yeah, one perspective <laughs> you can take. And I feel like it kind of breaks it down and make it seem like, okay, this is something you can do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But then it also is like, wow, first I need to be following Jesus yeah. yep. so that I then am empowered and I have something to share with others. So I'm life. glad you said that because even, even uh, so yesterday morning, like sometimes you're gonna, there's like days where you're just like, man, I just missed it. I didn't get up. I didn't spend time with mm-hmm. him. And I know people have all those right. different times oh, a day yeah. they like to spend with him. But I'm, I'm, I like getting up in the morning because mm-hmm. as soon as we hit like seven, seven thirty, the chaos, the monsters come down the <laughs> stairs and like, it's just, it's go yep. mode. But like, if I can get up and just be with him, usually when I get to the end of whatever God has like spoken to me, I'm like instantly like, okay, who do I share this with? And that was kind of a rule that like uh, Bill Allison taught me. I spent nine months with him and like it, it was kind of like, it was a kind of a disciple making cohort. I don't really know what to call it, but we would spend basically half a day with him once a month for nine months. Mm. And one of his biggest things was like, you can, you know, you learn some, you learn something about God or he tells you, I want you to obey me in this way. But if you keep it to yourself, then you're not fulfilling discipleship. And Mm. so like, even if it's something simple as, um, like yesterday, yesterday morning, I read one of the like craziest stories about like this family getting into this valley and they get stoned to death because they stole from the temple. I don't, it was like a crazy story, but I'm like, if I keep this to myself and what I learned from it, yeah, then it's all for nothing. Yeah. And so I went and shared with Amy, like I went, basically I shared her, I'm like, have you ever heard this story? And like, we, you'll, you'll fulfill more. I'm trying to think of where I'm going with this other than like Bill's mm. biggest thing that he taught me was like, if I, if I, if there's something that God like wrecks me with, I have to share it. Yeah. That's at the heart of discipleship. You have to share it. And like mm-hmm. and you, you bring along people with you on what you're learning and what you're mm-hmm. growing in. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. That's really good. Even actually just today, I was preparing something for a little devotional um, in the passage from second Corinthians five seventeen, where like the oldest Ooh. The oldest gone and the newest come. Mm-hmm. But right after that is where Paul commissions them. Like now you have this ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And so go be yep. Christ's ambassador. So it's not like, yes, that truth is there that yes, the oldest gone is and the newest come. Like that mm-hmm. is absolutely a promise and truth of being in Christ. But now with that, yeah. go take that into the world. And that's exactly what Paul is saying there. Go share that you have the mm-hmm the ministry of reconciliation and Christ has given it to you. So it's your job to go say that. Kayla, to other people. how would you define reconciliation? <laughs> Sorry. That can be another episode. Yeah, we'll come that back to that would one. go with cultivate yeah. uh, connection for yeah. sure. Very good. So, no, I, yeah. something, that, something that was really cool mm-hmm. that I read the other day was, um, and I like the, like the mirror analogy. Like you look in the mirror, like, am I looking like Christ today? Love Where it. do I need to adjust yeah. myself? And so James is saying to his audience, um, he says, remember, this is a message to obey, not just to listen to. So like, even like right now we're talking in this podcast and I feel like the yeah. world is like, podcast, what kind of podcast can I soak in? <laughs> and I want to listen to a podcast that's going to move me to obedience. Yeah. And so- Yeah, that's um, good. Because like Paul is saying, it's basically worthless if you just listen to all this content, you read the word of God, but you don't walk in obedience to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, obedience. That's a that's a key yeah. to everything. Yeah. Here, you guys don't have kids. Cool. I'll ask you a question. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is the only command for kids? Uh, you might know it because you work in kids yeah. ministry. Yeah, I know. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Not like no, 
obey your honor your father oh, and mother yes, for this will lead to last long lasting life. Yeah, it'll lead it's the first yeah, commandment so that, with that mm-hmm. promise too, right? In the Ten Commandments. Right. And so yeah. Yeah. what Just you that said it's specifically to the kids. Yeah. yeah. Love the Lord. That's for, yeah, that's for everybody. But the only specific command to kids is is honor, honor your mm. father and mother. Because if you teach them at the young age to obey when the spirit of God talks to them, then they're gonna be trained to be like, I'm gonna not just listen to that. I'm gonna obey what he's telling me right now because my father and my mother mm. have taught me how to obey them. Oh yeah, modeling obedience so, in that way. Involves a lot of timeout chairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And even as we were just talking and and sharing those different ways that you know discipleship has been you know, revealed to us and what we've seen in our own lives, different examples. I just kind of think of, you know, this analogy, I feel like a lot of people have probably heard of, but, you know, you have a cup and someone who's discipling you is filling into that cup. Mm-hmm. And if they keep discipling you and you keep allowing the Lord to pour into you, then it's going to overflow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we can't then disciple others if nothing is filling our cup. And so I think that kind of goes back to, you know, our relationship with the Lord, our walk with the Lord. We need to be steadfast in that really um, before we can disciple others in a way that, um, trying to think of what I'm trying to say. We definitely don't have to be fully, you know, filled Mm -hmm. to be able to disciple others because God still uses those everyday little things. But I think it's just so important that every single day we are staying in the word and we're growing so that we then can overflow to others around us. I think that's a really good word. And something like, I feel like a mentality is, is your goal is I want to be a super disciple. I want to make as many mm-hmm. disciples as I can, but you forget that you're still in process of becoming a disciple. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, it's kind of like you have your peers that you kind of talk with and walk walk with, and then there's someone you're pouring into. But so mm-hmm. I feel like so many of us like forget to intentionally seek out someone who's gone before us to disi- mm-hmm. to continue yeah. to disciple us. Because the moment that you think that I'm ready to just start discipling whoever, then you're passing that mentality on that like there's this point in our journey where we don't have to be discipled anymore, which isn't true. Like Paul got there and he says, I finished, I fought the fight, I finished the race, but he was at the end of his life. He's he's like, until you're on your deathbed, you're not done needing discipleship yourself. Yeah, Mm, that's good. That that is good. I think that definitely helps, uh, I mean, helps me. And I think that'll help our listeners just understand and wrap um, their brain around this word discipleship that is hard to define. But um, I'm not one who like jumps to the vision casting very early. Like I, I kind of, that's like- it What do you mean be, by that? It should be first. It comes second for me sometimes of like, I see all the stuff that needs to do, like I need to do. And then mm-hmm. I forget, wait, why am I doing this? Why does this matter? Like, why is this important? So can you cast the vision of why discipleship matters? Oh. Like, it's great. We should do it. But like, why? Why is this something that we should be um, giving our time to? Mm. Yeah, what's the bigger picture? Uh, you guys and your questions. <laughs> I I feel like my instant response is if God made us relational, like, and discipleship is like his vehicle to like relationally save the world, mm. then I feel like I'd just, I would feel empty. Like I really would feel like, what is my purpose in life if it's not to better somebody else? If it's mm. to not share the good news with someone, to move them from hell mm. to heaven, yeah. to move them from death to life and how they walk out life. Like, yeah. um, not that we're just trying to make people, help people feel better about themselves, right. but mm. like literally our purpose 
is we were created to worship and we were created to make disciples. Like, and so I feel like the broader scheme, I can't remember what the actual number is, but Larry Stock still talks about how many people like are in the population of hell right now mm. um, because they don't know Jesus and that you could just wrap around the world, like the line of people that would be lined up. And I'm like, that just, it convicts my heart to know it, yeah. it's overwhelming. It's not like I'm going to be the one that's going to st- disciple millions, but Jesus started with 12 and look where we're at now. Right. Yeah. And so, so like the, the vision to me is, is I just take the next, I think someone asked the question, like, who, who do you disciple? next person in front of you. Like yeah. you look for the person who's hungry, the person who's asking the questions. If you if you go after someone who's already proud about where they're at in their life, it's probably gonna be a dead end for that discipleship for that next season of that person's mm. life. But if someone is coming to me and be like, I don't know how to handle this situation, that's an open door that God is saying, that's a person you pour into. So there's a prayer that I pray every day. It's a disciple maker's prayer. Hmm. I know that sounds cheesy, but that's, no, that's tell us it's, that. it's a prayer that, that, that Bill taught us. And it says, um, draw my heart to you and to specific people you want me to pour, basically pour hmm. into. Um, and, uh, it's funny, like with like recited prayers, like the moment I start talking about them, I like forget them, but it's like muscle memory for me. Mm-hmm. But every day I'm like asking like, God, throw someone in front of me today that, mm. that, is ready to be discipled because it's just like, like you can't just disciple whoever you want. You're like, oh, I like that person. Like, no, it literally has to be someone who's the soil of their heart is ready to be discipled. Um, And you can't determine that. Like that literally has to be, it has to be supernatural. So God brings those people to you. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Kayla, Mm. you've you've been me and Amy and I's life uh, just for a long time. And I don't know if we would define like our relationship as discipleship, but that's really what it's like. You've just, you've had meals at our house and yeah. we just like talk through life mm-hmm. situations together. Yeah. Um, what is God doing in your life? And that's been like, you're one of my favorite, like uh, even examples of like of discipleship because you've made it so, you've made discipleship really easy on Amy and I. It's like, we didn't <laughs> we didn't have to work. Like God brought you into our lives yeah. and we just start working, working through situations together. Yeah. Like you've never been, uh, proud about your walk with the Lord. You've always been like, what? Can, how can I grow more? And I'm like, that's the mm. that's the person that I'm yeah. looking for that I've been praying for for God to bring in front of me to disciple. Yeah. And yeah. he's and he knows exactly who's ready or not and right. who's not. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I just like sense too that God also is calling people to step up and reach out to people to disciple mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Cause that's a big thing. I've, I've heard from so many friends, you know, I, I'm scared to ask someone to disciple me or mentor me. And, yeah. and sometimes it is, is, is you taking that step of faith to reach out to that person? But I think God is also calling people who are mature in the faith to really look for who in my sphere of influence needs to be discipled and not in a prideful way, like, oh, I'm, you know, so great mm-hmm. in my walk with the Lord, but just I've been walking with the Lord for a long time. I'm pursuing him. I'm at a mature place and looking and seeing, okay, who can I disciple? And I love how you mentioned the Holy Spirit guiding that. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you ask God, you know, give me an opportunity, show me a person. He's so faithful to bring those people into our lives and just to open our eyes to the people who are right in front of us. Well, if you think about it, you you go back to the boat, like where Mm -hmm. Jesus called the first one. Was it like he... It wasn't Peter saying, hey, can I follow you? Hmm. God revealed to to Jesus that that Peter was the first one. Hmm. And so, hold on, it's Peter, right? Peter was the first one. Anyways, he's, he's really up there. <laughs> yeah, I think he was. Um, 
his eyes were open that that this is going to be the guy that I'm going to, and he was like the, I don't know if he was like mm-hmm. the leader of the, of the 12, but Jesus saw how much influence that he had and he saw like, and he pursued him. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. like, we need to go after people. And yeah. really like, you don't, what I think my encouragement would be that you don't have to have a discipleship plan to disciple somebody mm-hmm. that you just have to show intentional, like um, care and mm-hmm. that you like, that you just value where they're at in their life. And like, why don't you tell me about your family? Like you do something we call story mining. Um, Mm. So where people feel discipled and loved is you digging into their story. So you ask like, um, like if if they're freshly married, like, well, where'd you meet instantly? Like Jesus was all about like, relationships. He's ministry happens in the context of meaningful relationship. And so, and he knew that. I don't feel like we're answering your question anymore. We're just like talking now. Like, <laughs> that's good. That's good No, that's stuff. awesome. Yeah. yeah, there's so many different ways I feel like we could go with that. Yeah, but. and even as uh, Lydia, you were saying of like, mm-hmm. you know, friends saying like, I don't know where to start and like kind of like where does that mm-hmm. begin? I think, you know, I can feel that way in my own life too, mm-hmm. which is ironic because I like work with students. So that's like basically my job. But like, I can feel that too of like, oh, what do I have to share? How do I go about this? But then, or like, is what I'm doing making a difference? I think that's a question people Mm -hmm. ask a lot. But then as soon as I think about conversations with my own parents or with you and Amy or other people in my life, you know, with John as my supervisor, where he's intentionally poured into me, I'm like, gosh, man, that a, a conversation made a huge difference in how I mm. thought about something and how I processed something and, and the truth I saw in something. And like, that's what people need me to do. Just come alongside with them, to talk to them, to to ask questions and to, to listen to them. And that I know that's made a difference for me. And so I don't need to worry about like, is this enough? Am I doing the right thing? Like, mm-hmm. just go do that for other people. Yeah. I, I think that's crazy how powerful a conversation is. Cause I think yeah. about like, I wanted to be a pilot until I was like 16. Oh, and wow. Like a pilot, like, <laughs> and it was literally like one conversation with my youth pastor that said, you know what, that, that, that just rocked me. Like mm-hmm. I want to go and I want to change yeah. people's lives like that. Cause I remember, so my, the most influential person, like, who discipled me was Shane. And so I don't think he had like this plan, like I was talking about, but I remember one time I was in such a dark place and I had like just just morally screwed up. And he said, why don't you just come over? And so instead of like pointing out where I had already known where I had screwed up, yeah. he said he had opened up the Bible and I don't feel like you need to be a Bible master, no. um, but he knew exactly where to take me. He took me to Romans six, which says like, I wish I didn't act out on like, how I feel. Like, I wish I was totally different. I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm like this pimply teenager working at the movie theater. And I'm like, <laughs> and then he just pointed out, like, notice in the scripture, it says, I, 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 I. And then it changes, but thank God that Jesus Christ basically changed everything for me. And so um, I don't even remember what we talked about. I'll, I I just remember that moment and that, that he would, that he listened to me and loved me and mm-hmm. that, and Aww. God took that conversation and he, steered me on a course for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah, that's so powerful. Discipleship can change the course of our life. Yeah, That's awesome. Can no really, deal. really have yeah. that big of an impact. And ultimately it's the Holy Spirit using that person, but that idea of discipleship in that community can be so powerful. So I know you kind of just shared one um, positive experience that you had um, where discipleship has really encouraged you in your walk, but can you share with us any other times where discipleship has really encouraged you or you've had positive experiences? experiences with it? 
Mm, Shane is definitely the most powerful example in my life. And mm. I, I don't know if he knows that. I should probably go tell him. <laughs> um, but I'm just thinking about, because one thing that discipleship I don't, I think is not, is like, oh, I learned this thing from this sermon of a pastor that I listened to. Discipleship happens in relationship, not just from like listening to a pastor's sermons. And so um, I feel like, I'm trying to think of one time, here, I'll tell you what is not. Like mm. I was at college and there was like this discipleship like program. And I was like, oh, sweet, I'm gonna get it. Get, get discipled real good. And this guy took me to Potbelly once a week and he basically just read me through his seminary notes and I literally would fall asleep in front of him. And I was just like, you don't care about me. Like mm. you literally are just trying to make sure that, like he's mm. reading his seminary papers to me. I was just like, this is not what discipleship's about. Yeah. Like, do you care about me? That's what I want to mm. know. That's what, when someone is seeking out discipleship, I feel like they want, that's the question they want to know. Do you love me? And yeah. do you want to know what's really going on in my life? Yeah. And Jesus was all about that. Like he would, mm-hmm. and he would dig, like dig into like, like the woman at the well. He's, yeah. You just think about every person he interacted with, he just dug straight to the heart of like mm-hmm. what they were dealing with in that season of their life. Yeah. 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 I love that story. Um, I was thinking about that as we were talking about like the, the conversation, how much a conversation. I, I don't know if you were still on the next gen team when that was taught at True. Mm-hmm. This, um, that just totally, I remember that message just changed how I looked at having conversations with people because um, they just talked about how, guys, one question, mm-hmm. one question, can you get me a drink of water? However, you know, they would have said that in that time. <laughs> but that led to this woman's salvation and ultimately salvation of who knows how many people in the town, mm-hmm. all because Jesus started with a question of, mm-hmm. hey, can you get can you get me water? Like that led to her yeah. salvation. So we never know what a conversation can mm. do. Yeah, and I think what you spoke to spoke really into something I was thinking about this week of just who we allow to pour into us and who yeah. we allow to be our our spiritual yeah. leaders, or our mentors, or people that we go to because that can become unhealthy as well. If if you're going to someone and you're being poured into someone who mm-hmm. is saying things that aren't in line with God's word, which kind of gets us back to why it's important that we're actively mm-hmm. in the word and pursuing yep. the Lord. And and I think that's just a word of caution to listeners. To to really think about, you know, is the person who's pouring into you someone that you look at and you see evidence of Christ at work in their lives, that you look mm-hmm. at them and you say, wow, you know, I really see fruit of what God's doing from their relationship with Him. Um, and I think in your example, unfortunately, you know, maybe someone was pouring into you who maybe didn't didn't understand the heart of discipleship yeah. in some way, not saying yeah. that they weren't somewhere, you know, deep with the Lord, but they didn't really understand how Jesus discipled. Yeah. I, think really, important. I mean, he was a really cool guy, yeah. but I was just like, man, if your professor reacts any way that I am to you reading it to me, you might not get a good grade on this paper. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yeah, and it's all learning. I'm sure we've all yeah. made mistakes when we've tried to speak into people's lives, but yeah. I think it is important to to think about who we're allowing in. I've been I'm thinking about even as you talk about that, I'm thinking about this this house illustration because I feel like we're in a culture where we have to listen to everybody because everybody's got opinions. I'm gonna right. put it out on social media. Yeah. Um 
but you really like this goes back to the scripture of like you got to guard your heart you got to let be yeah. careful with who you let speak mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. and so i kind of use the if someone's like i just feel like this person's being really really critical in my life i don't know if this has to do with discipleship but we're yeah. talking about it um but they're like they're really letting this critical person's um words like just eat them alive and so i'm like well i saw this analogy once of a house and so you have the bedroom. And so that's like the most intimate relationships you have. So like maybe like like one or two people. And so that's who you really like vent with and share with. And then you move down to the living room. That's like your small group of friends. Then you have the front porch. That's who you do ministry like to, mm-hmm. um, but you don't let them speak in your life. And then there's the sidewalk people and they just, they're always going to be ticked off about like something. <laughs> and so like, I'm looking, who do I want in my, like, who do I trust to be in my living room? That's who I want to disciple and be discipled by. Um, I feel like that's kind of a out there analogy, but like, mm. I think you, I think that's really wise. What you said is like, not only, I don't want to just be mentored. I want to be mentored by the person that, that God wants to mentor me. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Those, those voices and opinions, like they matter as I was thinking about discipleship, the um, verse where it says bad company corrupts good yeah, character that's came what to I was mind, thinking of but too. really just the opposite. Like, good company makes for better character, leads mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. more obedience and yeah, you know more truth and more encouragement and walking you. closer to the Lord. So yes, it is in that context, a warning from Paul of like, hey, watch out who you're hanging around because that's mm-hmm. where you're gonna go. But also that means the opposite is true that if we are surrounding ourselves on those like deeper levels, like you're talking about with people who are pointing us to Jesus, then that's gonna lead us to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I got caught for a long time and I just want to be around people who just like think I'm funny Mm, or like, because I want to, because two of the great, I mean, the two of the greatest human needs you have is I want to feel loved and I want to feel wanted. And so like, Mm -hmm. if you don't feel that from someone, then you start putting people around you, like whoever you can just to fill those needs where I really need to have someone who, who knows how to speak truth to me when I'm making stupid decisions, Mm -hmm. um, who knows how to course correct me, who knows how to like, just teach me how to be just a, not just a better like follower of Jesus, but just like how to, I feel like I got caught for so long in this like group of like, I'm going to just like sarcasm and passive aggressiveness is, is the way to win people over. And like, I was just like, like, I, I don't want people to look at my life and say like, cause it, I don't even know where I'm going with this other than I feel like this world is obsessed with being accepted mm-hmm. when you've already been accepted by by God. And so it's like, um, Jeff Miller, uh, awesome counselor. He says that you, you basically do your best and die to the outcomes. And so like, um, Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to, I I think this is all just linking back to what you said that, that you really have to be careful about who you let pour into your life because it, it, a conversation, like you said earlier, it can steer direction. And if it's not the direction that God had for you in the first place, um, that's why like when you disciple, you always got to bathe like mm. every decision you have in prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Journal about it, talk about it with the Lord. Yeah. Um, because like we as humans, Jeremiah 17 says like the human heart is desperately wicked who can trust it. Like you can't make a decision based on how you feel. Right. Like maybe after you've like actually spent time with the Lord about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a prayerful decision who we let in into our, into our you know, everyday lives. Yeah. and. Yeah, it is, but it also can be used as such a thing that can help us to grow. So, 
Yeah. I mean, just when you look at the life of Jesus, right? To like that guy. (laughs) Yeah, we like him. Um, But like, it wasn't, I I mean, he had to suffer to love us. And so um, I think also culture paints that like a real authentic, perfect relationship isn't going to have any hard stuff to it, Mm -hmm. you know, that like when it's really right, then we're not going to have to, you know, then they're never going to call me out on anything or they're never, you know, like I think there's, and, and when we look at, at Jesus and what he did to love us, that he went so far and he gave up so much for us. Um, And so as, if we're going to really disciple people, it's, it's sacrifice on our part too, to, to, love people well and to be vulnerable to mm-hmm. allow someone to pour into us or to, um, you know, to go after somebody and help them really, you know, come towards Jesus. So mm. once you have that trust built with that person, like, let's say that you have like, okay, I know this person's going to pour into me for like the next year or whatever. Um, I, I, one of the things that helps me trust someone is someone who's willing to dig into the junk, like yeah. with me. Um, that they're not just trying to make me happy and say, mm-hmm. oh, that's a, that's good. Like yeah. basically just like coddling your feelings yeah. instead of like, do you feel like that was a wise decision? Do you know how that's affecting the people around mm-hmm. you? Like you should probably go like reconcile that situation mm-hmm. uh, with that person or like I, I'm willing, I want to find someone who's going to disciple me, but like really, really challenge me. If I'm uncomfortable, mm-hmm. if I'm out of my comfort zone, I know that's the best place for me, for God to grow me. Yeah. Um, yeah, because a disciple is trying to help you to be more in line with the word and that's going to challenge us yeah. because we are not every single situation, every single day perfectly in line with the word and what, what Jesus showed us his example. And yeah, so that's really good. Yeah, good. I just love how Jesus just, he he tries to get you out of routine, out of your norm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's like, leave your job. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's important though. Yeah, there's a, there's a cost to discipleship, but I think if we go back to um, what we talked about earlier, that, that but like, what would our life be to not, you know, mm. give our life to this because mm-hmm. it's, it's the most important thing, you know? And so I think we see that modeled in the life of Jesus. And, you know, again, it comes back to like, we've got to be in line with that to be able to do that for other people. No, I think, I mean, if, it's, this is just, it's at the root of our entire Christian life is like, is Jesus gives us this mission to yeah. go make disciples and it's, it's scary at first. But if yeah. you think about like how people have walked you through your life situations, you're like, I feel like I could help someone do that. Yeah. Um, so Jake, you originally went to school for youth ministry, spent oh a lot of time with uh, the next generation. Old students. Yep. Got three kids <laughs> of your own. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who thinks they're they're like too young or don't know enough or don't, you know, what would you say to them? Like saying like, oh, I-, I They're like, too young to disciple someone. To disciple. Or to make who, That's like, that's their mentality. That's what they think. Yeah. I would say that if, if God has taught you anything in your life, um, then you're ready. Mm-hmm. So like as soon as you learn um, to be a, be quick to listen, slow to speak, yeah, you can pass. That's a really less easy lesson to pass on to someone. Um, if Paul had that mentality, like we wouldn't, like he would have saw Timothy, the super young guy who literally had like the yeah. biggest church in the New Testament. Um, age had nothing to do with discipleship. Mm. Like if you think, if you were to dig into it, 
like Jesus, he discipled probably teenagers. They were probably, they yeah. were, probably weren't that old. Yeah. And then he literally, three years. So let's say that Peter was 15 or something. Three years later, how old is he? He's 18. And he left the world in his hands, in their yeah. hands. Like, yeah. so Jesus believed in young people mm-hmm. to disciple the world. So, um, so now you're like, well, practically like, what am I supposed to do? Like literally, if you want to like have a game plan for discipleship and you want to walk with someone and you want like an actual like, what do I do biblically? Just walk through John, like the book of John. Like that's the best place to start with discipling someone because mm. it's all centered around the identity of who Jesus is. Yeah. You know the identity of Jesus, you start learning who God made you to be. Mm. Right. Um, and uh, I don't, it's not, I'm, I'm not laughing at at the question of like people who say, I can't do this. Like we all know, we, like we all struggle with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like everybody feels like I can't do this. Yeah. And then that's where you seek out discipleship in your own life. If mm-hmm. you're like, but so even okay. just having that hunger that I want to learn how to disciple, like God said, if you seek me, you will find me. He's going to teach you how to disciple mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. One thing that's really hit me in, re- in regards to that is, um, you know, Christ has called all of us to go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. You know, he said that to, Um, his disciples, but, you know, if we put our hope and faith in Christ, then that's also a call on our lives to go and make disciples. And I really feel like, you know, it says in all nations, but that means right where you're at, you know, right in this certain sphere of influence that you're in. And, And one thing that I love is that, you know, we can be confident because we have the Holy Spirit and we have God's word. Those are the two things that we can be confident having if we put our faith and trust in Christ. And so we have the tools. It's just mustering up the faith to say, okay, what am I learning in my Bible about Jesus that I can share in a moment of need for a friend that's going through something right now? You know, how can I just share a verse with them about peace and the peace of Christ if if they're walking through something or, you know, is the Holy Spirit prompting me to pray for someone? Yeah. You know, that is all a part of small little things we can do to then take what we're learning and start sharing it with others. Yeah, I feel like, so you've had Trey on your podcast mm-hmm. in the past and um, something I love about him, because we kind of have like, I hate even labeling it a discipling relationship, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what it is because he'll come to me, like he'll be working through the word and he'll just get stopped by like, well, that seems ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. and he'll just text me at like five in the morning because he get up early. He gets he up earlier yeah. than I do. They do get up. Um, but even just like, he just has these like, I don't know. He just always has these questions, and I think even you just as a person saying, I'm willing to engage and figure this out with you. Mm-hmm. That willingness and that heart to like, let me like help work on this with you. That's enough to say you're a disciple maker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people don't, like the moment that you say, I know the exact answer to your biblical question right. or to this part of your life. Yeah. Like I want someone who's going to ask me a question and help me get there versus someone mm-hmm. who's just going to tell me. Um, like back to what you said, like I don't mm-hmm. want that person pouring into my life. I want them to care enough to let help me. Because if I, as, a, as a parent, if I say, you know, put the stick down, don't whack your sister. Like I'd rather ask him a question like, do you think that hurts her? Um, mm-hmm. Not that he's, I mean, he's two. Three He's now. Three. He's three now. I um, asked him that today. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like it. You, you need to value someone who's like, as soon as talking to the young person who says, am, am I worthy enough? Am I ready enough to mm-hmm. disciple someone? I would ask you the question, are you willing to dig in mm-hmm. uh, to someone's life, life mm-hmm. issues? Um, 
and just the willingness makes you ready to be a disciple maker, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's my experience. I don't have a Bible verse to back that up, Lydia. Yeah. So. yeah. No, and, <laughs> and I feel like what we're kind of getting to is there's, there's long-term like discipleship commitments that I feel like if you're choosing to do that, I feel like it's so, so important to really be intentional about, okay, is this someone that God has called me to pour into for a year Mm -hmm. or to meet with on a certain basis? But then there's also the making of disciples every single day, the small little pieces of encouragement that we're sharing are the ways we're bringing people along with us. And so I think there are kind of different forms of discipleship. Yeah, I think there are, um, just hearing you talk about that. I think there are people, um, and going back to what you said at the beginning, that God just places in front of us. That's yeah. like, man, that's, and there are, then there are also times where it's just an opportunity is yeah. placed in front of us. Or where there's a, a season. You know, there's a moment where mm-hmm. you're able to share what you've learned or, you know, and I think if we're following with that verse you said of being quick to listen and slow to speak, it doesn't say never speak. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know, reminded of that today when talking about being new at something. It's not never speak up and it's not when you speak up, broadcast it to millions of people. Mm-hmm. It's just asking you to be quick to listen and slow in your response and, you know, being thoughtful, being being um, just really uh, full of care in your mm-hmm. in your response in that way. And And, you know, I think there are people who, it's for a moment or for a certain situation that you're walking them through. And then there's other people um, I can think of my life where it's just like, they've just, they've just been a part of my life for years now. And they're just someone Mm -hmm. um, who I've constantly crossed paths with and Mm -hmm. who the Lord is, you know, constantly placed in front of me to, to speak into them. Well, Kayla, you know, we're getting to like the end of our five-year contract. You know, with like Shut discipling up. you, like no, oh, I'm no, just messing. But like, no. it's been longer than five years. Okay, it's been a long this time. is this is totally tangent. But I was a small group on Sunday night, and I was Facebook was like your memories, and I was like, oh, real quick, let me pull these open. And Ice Camp, oh gosh, twenty Ice Camp twelve, and you were there on our team. You were there as a youth leader, and I was like. Man, yeah. And I like showed our small group. I was like, guys, look at little baby Jake. And mm-hmm. I'm doing volunteer. <laughs> so, I mean, the only memories yeah. I have from like camp is like just boys who thought, hey, I don't need to bring deodorant. I'll oh, just gosh. spray <laughs> spray my body There's with There's an Axe opportunity over over. for discipleship. Yeah, the fragrance of the Lord. You yeah, this is not pleasing aroma. <laughs> yeah, this is not a pleasing aroma to the Lord. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I would encourage that, those who are listening that, that you don't have to like, yeah, there's no like, you don't have to define like, hey, I'm gonna walk with you for the next year. If you wanna do that, that's fine. I'm yeah. a much more laid back mm-hmm. person. So maybe it's a personality thing. Yeah. Um, but like with Kayla, we never like, we never decided like, hey, let's- I did ask your wife. You did? I well, did. You, oh. Yeah, a very long time ago. Sorry. I mean, yeah, but there's probably been situations where it's just <laughs> Sorry, more natural. <laughs> yeah. Not with you though. You just became my boss and then it just kind of <laughs> happened. Yeah. So- yeah, but situations where it becomes more natural just to continue that yeah. relationship, yeah. you know. But sometimes there are seasons in our life where we're like, I need someone to disciple me and mentor me mm-hmm. for this commitment of time or whatever. So what I really stinks is when you ask the person like to mentor you and yeah. then they're like, I mean, for how long? Like, I'm like, okay, instantly, I don't feel like <laughs> yeah, I should let you pour yeah. into my life. Yeah. You shouldn't be too rigid on Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't get, it's It's just like, uh, like I would compare it even to, to like tithing. Like people would be like, well, Jake, how do you know like how much to tithe? I'm like, well, it's 10%. Like 
Mm-hmm. So to me, I've never really, that has never been an anxiety in my family. Like mm-hmm. we just know that we give right. the, yeah. the top best mm-hmm. to God. And so I'm not going to worry about how much time am I going to worry pouring into the person because supernaturally God brought that person into my life yeah. and he's going to like, if it's only for a month, God's going to take him another direction. Great. Mm-hmm. Like, because God, yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's going to work out all the timing stuff. So I'm, yeah. I've, I've never really worried about that. Yeah. Just got to be obedient to to mentoring or to discipling first, and then God will continue mm-hmm. to, to reveal what the next steps are. Mm-hmm. So, so, so good. Any other pieces of encouragement that you could give listeners with discipleship? I know you've shared so, so much already. I don't know. I just, I think uh, probably what comes to mind is is praying. Like you can listen listen to this and just be like, wow, I, I gained I, I won't know if he gained a ton. So, cause I feel <laughs> like that's proudful to say that. Prideful, proudful grammar. <laughs> um, but I've even just coming at the end of this, even just praying, is there a name or someone that I feel like God has been drawing me to? I'm not really sure why. Maybe God is drawing you to them because he wants you to engage with them and engage in their life. Um, and that doesn't mean that you need to come and be like, would you like to walk through John chapter one with me? Yeah. Um, as <laughs> I will be your official disciple maker but more of just like, how are you doing in your life right now? Like, what are you struggling with? Like, how are your relationships going? As soon as you do that and then just watch, see if God, because God will like, he'll, he'll make it blossom if it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and if not, you're going to instantly feel like this just feels awkward and weird all the time. Maybe this is not mm-hmm. the discipleship yeah. relationship that God wants me to go after. Like it should, you should not have to force discipleship. It should naturally happen like, like Peter, he had no problem dropping the net and going after Jesus because he naturally already felt drawn to him. Um, so I would say that that's one thing I would look for. Like, mm. don't just force yourself to become a disciple maker. Like, it has to be like, it, it's like personality types. Like, like for Amy, me and her were drawn together. Like our personality types work together. Um, but if you were to like draw me to someone who is just like me, nothing would ever get done. Because <laughs> we're just like... Just like a squirrel. (laughs) Look for the person who you're naturally drawn to already that you already kind of have a relationship with and and then kind of go from there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, very good. And listeners, we just um, kind of to close today. I feel like everything, Jake, you shared was so powerful and so awesome. This was just such a cool discussion, mm-hmm. you guys. And I feel like even as we were going, we all, I feel like grew out of this yeah. discussion and helped open up our perspectives to, you know, what is this word disciple maker, discipleship? What does it actually mean? And and listeners, you might find yourself in one of those two kind of camps that we talked about today. Maybe you are someone who um, really could use someone pouring into you and you're thinking, man, Kayla and Lydia and Jake, like I don't have someone in my life who's really discipling me and doing that intentionally. I would just encourage you if you are one of those um, people listening, just spend a couple um, minutes over the next couple of days asking God to just reveal whether it's someone at church or someone in your family, someone that you look at their life and you say, wow, there is evidence that they love God 
and they've been pursuing him and they're mature in their faith. And so I would encourage you to pray about that as Jake kind of mentioned. And some of you might be on the other side too of saying, okay, you know, I'm pursuing God. How can I now start to make disciples in my sphere of influence? And if that's you, we just wanna encourage you as well to pray that God would just open up your eyes, open up your heart to see Mm -hmm. the people around you that, that he wants you to pour into and be intentional about this week. Maybe just ask him to coffee or Mm -hmm. maybe just like Jake had mentioned, just ask him, Hey, how are you doing today? Like really, how are you doing? Um, at an appropriate time. And, um, we really just would encourage you to, to take that actionable step because it's so cool talking about discipleship, but if we don't do anything, I mean, Kayla and I talk about this every episode. If we don't take something away from it, then we're really not growing and cultivating these things in our lives. And so, um, thank you again, Jake, just so much for joining us and for Uh just sharing wisdom. It was awesome. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so fun just to talk about it and know that like, it's okay to not just have, have it all together about Mm -hmm. when we talk about worship or your calling or like, it's literally just a bunch of us trying to figure out how to do this together. Um, Thank you. Thank you for even, even just bringing me on. Cause like when you, when you invited me to talk about discipleship, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm a master at that, but like, <laughs> I love Jesus. I love yeah. like hanging out with people. And when you said coffee, I'm like, coffee is a necessity mm, for discipleship. Yes. That's yes. the real, that's the real. Yes. Until that's someone says, I don't step. like coffee. And I was like, uh, this discipleship relationship is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> do you like tea? Do you like chat? What yeah. do you like? <laughs> do you like biscuits? There's biscuits places, breakfast. <laughs> no breakfast biscottis though. Cut. Not a big fan of those. Yeah. It's like a burnt cookie. Oh yeah. man. So yeah, maybe this week a step is just to ask someone to coffee. Yeah. I think that'd be a great step for listeners to take. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, listeners, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we will chat with you next month. Bye.